You're listening to the North Carolina Theater Stories Spooky Halloween Special. Tonight, director of Cannibal the Musical, Wesley Brown. And we chat with Women's Theater Festival organizer, Laura Griffin, featuring Timmy Dukes and the Fair Use Players. And now, please welcome our host, James Johnson. La, ha, 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 ha. Actually, Jerry, tonight my name is Count John Sula, vampire host of the night. <laughs> That's right, it is our Halloween special, and we have gone all out because Halloween is just around the corner in, in like three weeks. <laughs> it's. It means for the entire month of October, I will be dressed like a vampire and speaking in this stupid accent. Huh. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe I... Maybe I jumped the gun on this? I mean... <laughs> Jesus, I spent so much time on this costume and our listeners can't even see it. Oh, man. And all these decorations... I, it seemed like they may have been a waste, too. I Why did I pop out of a grave? Why did I have somebody bury me so I could pop out of a grave? Nobody can see me! Oh, gosh. Oh, man. Listen, let's, let's just do a normal episode, and we'll bring back this stuff closer to Halloween when it makes sense. I'm sorry, Jerry. I, our, our announcer, Jerry, he, he got all dressed up. Oh, man. Oh, man, I... I hope you didn't use up all your fake blood on your costume today, Jerry. Right! Fake blood! <laughs> because Halloween! Right. Man, you, you should get out of that costume. You're sweating a lot. <laughs> anyway, my first guest is the director of Pineapple Shaped Lamps' new musical, which is opening in Wilmington at the Hannah Block USO Community Arts Center on October 11th and running through October 21st. Please welcome, part of a balanced breakfast, Wesley Brown. What's that? In the rafters, is it? No. No, it can't be. My God, it is. It's the Brown Phantom. You listeners at home can't see, but Wesley Brown is lowering himself onto the stage from an enormous chandelier. Glass is raining down upon our audience. Luckily, fans are catching shards of glass in and around their face, which they can take home as souvenirs. What majesty. Wow. Please, sir, take a seat. And thank you for this rose. You're not only a dark and brooding husk of the man you once were, but also a helpless romantic. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, first off, and and I don't think, I, I hope I'm not being too blunt, but what the hell is Cannibal the Musical? And why would any sane person think cannibalism would be a great subject for a musical? Oh, well, Cannibal the Musical is actually, it's based on, um, it's written by Trey Parker um, of South Park and Book of Mormon fame. Never heard of it. Um, uh, <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, he, he, him and his friend, Matt Stone, obviously, and his other friends in college wrote this movie, wrote into this movie over spring break, and it was called Cannibal the Musical, and it's based on the real-life story of Alfred Packer, and Alfred Packer is, like, the first known 
person in the United States to be convicted of cannibalism. By God. And, uh, this is based yeah. on a true story? <laughs> it's it's based on a true story, yes. And actually, there's there's a lot of truth in it in, amongst the absurdity. Um, is, is, but yeah, you, but they made, are you worried at all that this might be insensitive to the Peckard family? Or? Uh, no, no, I think, I think they'll, they'll be okay, but, uh, <laughs> um, I'm not sure about the history of, of, of his, uh, ancestors, but I know that he didn't exactly live the Did best life post the, the... <laughs> perhaps, <laughs> um, no, it's a, it's a very interesting story. And I was very, I was very, uh, curious when I found out it was actually a real person mm. when I first watched the movie back in, uh, college or in high school. And I was like, this is a real part. This really happened. And I looked up and I was like, wow, a lot more of this happened than I would have expected. Um, Did they break into song then too? Or that... Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would hope so if they ended up, you know, eating each other. Um, yeah, but it's pretty much a story about as crazy as like everyone's familiar with the Donner Party story. Um, with the people that got stuck in the California mountains. Never heard of it. And like had... <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like we, you know, there's even a joke in the show where it's like, hey, you know, we should have gone to California or something. And like, so it kind of pokes fun about that true story as well. But pretty much they make this, they made this movie in like over spring break and it became like a kind of a cult success. Trauma, um, uh, you know, Toxic Avenger and very B horror movie kind of uh, production company. Um like very, it was very much in the vein of that same kind of campiness. Um, so they they took it, they distributed it for uh, for Trey and Matt, and I think it kind of fell into obscurity until, like, obviously with with South Park and um, everything else, they kind of were like, oh, well, they think this there's a market for that, and that's kind of when I discovered it because I was I've been a huge South Park fan since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember sneaking away from my parents to watch it. Cause they, my mom didn't like me watching it, but, um, does, does your mom, does your mom but, allow you to but watch so, it? Like, now, I've or? been a huge fan of, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she's it's, whole, it's weird how, 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 how that changes, you know, you know, 20 something years later and it's okay now. Um, <laughs> but it's like, so I've always, I'd always been really kind of linked to that sense of humor. Um, I, um, it was interesting because I was always passionate about the fact that like, oh, these guys did this over spring break. They're just friends. They could, they made a movie. That's mm-hmm. really cool. I would love to do that. And then cut to when I'm out of school and I get this opportunity um, to like, I find out that they make, that they're like, people have adapted this show and done it on stage. I'm like, that's crazy. Really? That's a thing that people like, that's a thing that people do. You can get the rights to that. <laughs> I can brave the nastiest weather, weather. even if it's tainted below. below. My pa was an elephant, but that's irrelevant. My ma was an Eskimo. I eat rabbit heads for breakfast, breakfast. with beaver butt on the side. the side. My ma's magnificent, my body no different. I'm full of trap of pride. And so immediately I was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, and it's uh, this is actually the second time we're, we're performing this show. We did it back in 2011. Oh, wow. And it was kind of... Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, no, it was um because the group the pilot show that started in 2010, so right mm-hmm. when we kind of got into the theater game, um, which was about a you know a year into it, we ended up got the opportunity I got the opportunity to pick a show I wanted to do, and I was like I want to do Cannibal, <laughs> and I want to do it now, um, 
and but we did it at a it was a small pub theater um in wilmington and um it's you know sad to say it's gone but it's called it was called the brown coat pub and theater um, oh, i've heard of that but it, yeah weird because i haven't heard like of a... anything else you've, you've mentioned but that that i've heard of <laughs> Yeah, well, it was, it was like the it was the nerd themed bar downtown. So like, I immediately got attached to it from the get go, and then I was like, oh, they do theater in here, because um, because it's you know themed after mm-hmm. Firefly and everything else. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, but so we did it, but we couldn't we couldn't have like a live band because the it wasn't a big space, and we, it was a very small stage. It was like a ten by, you know, twelve. It was very tiny, and I tried to put twenty something actors on it, and you know, <laughs> and and we kind of and as, granted, it was my first one of my first real experiences with doing live musicals, um, and I didn't know much, and we kind of you know worked with what we what we could do. We had a very low budget, and and after we got done, I was like, man, you know, like five years from now, I want to I want to come back to this after people kind of know about us more maybe and also after i have more experience and after i you know because i had so many so many ideas that we just couldn't do because of money because of space because of time like there was a bunch of things that went into it and uh and so then you know cut to now when we finally took us it took us a good while to kind of finally get a a venue and a and a and a space and the time to to kind of make it happen again so it's about seven years later we're getting a chance to do it again so like it i've been like, needless to say i've been sitting on a lot of these ideas for seven years oh. um so uh so it's just one of those things where it's 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 such a it's a it's weird because it's a combination of a mul- of multiple things because my passion for film mm. my passion for like that the style of comedy and how unique it is um and uh i mean book of mormon's proof that that it still works and it's, it was very successful because it's definitely, you know, mm-hmm. that same style. Like it, it feels very much the same. It's a very popular um, religion. It's a, a religion really took off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a smart idea to do something on something so popular. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so what's, what's kind of cool. Cause the other thing about cannibal is it's an adaptation meaning that when we were like we want to do this show they're like here's the movie script oh, really? good luck wait and, wait wait and there, so there it's... Wasn't somebody already adapted this for stage no. and just give you the movie script and you can just figure it yes. out yes they give you they give you the screenplay and they give you what is called the adapter's guide which is like a 10 page thing that's like good luck <laughs> 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 um but luckily you know we were we're already writing comedy. We are, you know, already kind of interested in writing long form plays back when we did this the first time. So we're like, Oh, this will be kind of cool. Let's adapt it. Like this is, this is a challenge that'll be fun to do. So uh, Um, this production is taking place sort of on the heels of, of this hurricane Florence. Precisely. how how are how uh, are you, you guys did that affect you guys are you gonna have fema write any checks to salvage a mutual musical production um <laughs> if only uh no we uh the the biggest thing that happened was when when we were coming we were going into the hurricane it was like okay we didn't know what to expect and we're like okay we'll cancel rehearsals all this week and we'll see what happens next week 
And of course, like many other people, I thought this was going to be a normal hurricane that kind of came and left. Mm -hmm. Um, And it obviously didn't. It came, it stayed for four days, and then it left and continued to affect us, which made us lose a second week of rehearsals because people could not get back into town. So we were two weeks, we've lost two weeks of rehearsals. And so it was kind of like, I sent an email out to everybody and I said, okay, so I know a lot of people are, you know, some of you are in town, some of you aren't. Give me an update as to where you are, how you're doing. Don't be stressed. I'm not trying to worry you and say that we're going to start back. You know, I didn't want to put stress on anybody because I know this is, you know, extracurricular for most people. And it's that it's like, I didn't want people to my, my hokey dream of doing this musical a second time to, to counterbalance someone's personal life and dealing with what they need Mm -hmm. to deal with right now, which is might be a lot. And, um, and so I kind of threw it out there and I was like, also we need to consider the possibility of postponing the show um, or changing dates and things like that. And the response I got, like warms my heart to no end because everyone's just like, Hey, I'm back. Let's get, I'm let tell me when, and I'll be there. Let's get started again. And oh, wow. some people were like, I'm not back yet, but I really want to be. And, um, we have, um, an actress that, that actually she's a, you know, UNCW student. She can't get back on campus yet because they won't let people back on campus for another week or so. And so she's staying, she came back to town just to be in rehearsals even though she has to live with a friend and just like a bag full of clothes because they won't let her back into her apartment because the campus is closed. So it's like the fact that all these, like that, that just meant so much to me because I'm like this, this won't be possible without them. And they're still really excited about it. Therefore I'm even more excited about it. And I'm like, yeah, we're behind two weeks, but you know what? Like we'll charge forward. We'll do this. Like we got Mm -hmm. this. I mean, show must go on. I know is sometimes an old diatribe, but at the same time, it could not mean more now than it does. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's make this happen. Because also the other thing to think about is people in this town need entertainment now more than ever. Now, I know you guys had an Indiegogo, was it, or some sort of crowdfunding yeah. thing. Uh, is, is that still up? Is that something that, you know, that people can still donate to? Or you? Yes, it is. It's still up. We um we extended it when the it was going to end, actually, the night that the hurricane hit. Um, <laughs> that was like the original final day for it. And we were going to do a, a, uh, a final push. And we... Um, had scheduled a like a fundraising yard sale to kind of coincide with it mm. and like we had a couple other ideas going and you know when it was coming we're like oh we better we better postpone everything so but we were able to jump the indiegogo forward i believe it's ending now um on our original first weekend okay. uh, which is um the fifth i think is that is that friday or saturday of, of october um but uh, show, but yeah, this but like is going to, to getting you guys some some extra corpses you can use, or, or like some costume yeah. props. Well, it's I mean, it's it like like ever like art's great and the creative creating is great, but it's expensive, mm-hmm. <laughs> as some people know. And like we can we have a lot of 
there's a lot of things that we can cut corners on and we get really creative with when it comes to like props and, yeah. and, and like blood effects. Cause that's why sometimes horror movies are the best movies to make on a budget because you know, that's a lot of those effects are very easy to kind of find in your pantry. Yeah. Um, but, um, but you know, but renting space, the space is huge and building the set is also a huge chunk of change. So mostly what we're just trying to get is the money for those things mm-hmm. and also the rights for the show. Cause we're also paying for the rights to perform a show that we wrote paying which for is, the rights after the fact, yes. after, after like you already have. The yeah. Sh- that that's, that's weird. Yes. It's basically just the copyright on, you know, the music uh-huh. and the dialogue we are using from the movie, which is most of it, but, I don't know um, if that's a normal. Is that like is is this something that that you can do with other shows or are you getting in trouble right now? Do I need to cut this part? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like the idea is, it's supposed to be an adaptation. There is no actual script. Okay. Um, How does Samuel French just, have still... the rights to a script that doesn't exist? <laughs> like they, they're like you, you guys better. I. That's us. a very good question. I don't know. <laughs> I think they might have. I think they might have done it because I think they might be working on mm. a more official script from oh, what okay. I'm kind of hearing airs of. So maybe they're kind of, or may, and also maybe it was easier for him to kind of put the script through, um, put the, put it through Samuel French and maybe he was, he, you know, it was an easier process as far as, um, you know, he doesn't have to ship out music to everyone that wants to do the show and now he doesn't have to, so maybe he like he was just kind of doing it himself and he just decided to, for to listen, make it for 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 listeners easier. who, who uh, don't don't know uh, and i can say this because i'm not the artistic director of a theater uh samuel french is this douchebag who just goes around buying rights to shows <laughs> and and <laughs> Forcing people to pay, pay just ridiculous amounts just to just to have the, the 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 satisfaction of being able to touch the script. He's he's just a jerk, is what that guy is. I don't know where he gets off. He puts his name on the cover of all the shows, like he wrote them. He yeah. didn't write them. He didn't. No, he's, he's just a dude. Where I'm does not he even get sure off? he's an um... actual dude, but I'm, I'm pretending <laughs> like he is. Uh. But, yeah, you know, it's 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 the like um what's the phrase I'm looking for? The uh I'll think of it in a minute. But it's uh it's just like we you know, you kind of have to go if you want to do anything, copyright is always a problem. If anyone I mean yeah, most people can relate the ring to this. Of Samuel French, that bastard. All right. Well, I wanna thank you so much for, for coming on the show. Uh, I I think uh well, thank you. Thank- You've been one of our, 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 our funnest guests so far. If just because we got that's to talk to about know. cannibalism. And yeah, precisely. And that's, that's always a blast. Um, yeah, uh, people, uh, do you guys have a website? We do, pslcomedy.com. pslcomedy.com. Go there, find out more. And uh, Yep. All right. Well, well, thank you so much. When we return, we will be joined by the ghost of costume sale organizer, Laura Griffin. Oh. All right, chill, chill, chill with the, the, the Halloween stuff, Jerry. It's not, we're not doing the Halloween thing anymore, Jerry. Just, just, just Laura Griffin, that's fine.
Welcome back! My next guest is an organizer for the Women's Theatre Festival of Raleigh, which are helping raise funds for their festival with the WTF Costume Sale, happening this Saturday, October 6th, at 140 Anoto Bay Lane, Garner. Please put your hands together and welcome an undead apparition with unfinished business, Laura Griffin. Oh my! The ghostly figure of Laura Griffin has just phased through the wall of our studio. Our studio audience is both delighted and terrified, with many of them now bleeding profusely from their eyes. Oh, but it's all worth it to see this elegant manifestation float around our studio like a feather on the wind. What a sight! Unfortunately, as Griffin is a ghost, we will only be able to record her by way of EVP, or electronic voice phenomena. Fortunately, Technology has advanced to a level where an EVP recording is almost indistinguishable from what might sound like, say, a phone call recorded directly from Skype. Uncanny. That was that was quite the entrance. And, and what kind of costume are you wearing? I am wearing a glorious chiffon floating green dress. My God. That's... <laughs> That is that, that sounds that sounds pricey. Uh, would would there be a way somebody could buy such a costume? Yes, if they were to come to the Women's Theatre Festival costume sale this Saturday, October the sixth, from ten a.m. to two p.m. at one four zero, Anato Bay Lane in Garner, North Carolina. That's some good plugging there. <laughs> <laughs> We aim to please. So, um, how how did this this costume sale come about? The costume sale came about because the Women's Theatre Festival has been around since 2016. And during that time, we have just collected piece after piece. We've been very lucky to have really wonderful donations from various volunteers. And we reached a point where we wanted to share it with the public and also provide ourselves an opportunity to fundraise because it's very important to us that our artists get paid. This past season, we did pay our artists. I mean, we want to continue that tradition to next year and years next. So so where are you guys getting these costumes? I, I... Uh, well, most of them are coming from our creative director, Ashley Popio. She went through her costume collection, which is vast. Uh, there are, <laughs> she has been collecting and collecting. There, there are wedding dresses, there are formal gowns, there are men's suits. But my favorites have to be the nine hand-painted goblin masks that uh -huh. she used for goblin markets. They are $25 each, and I need other people to go buy them before I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, for you and nine of your friends, or eight of your friends, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, oh, I'm sorry? Oh, go on. So how many, how many costumes are we talking here? Uh, last count, there were about five racks full. Mm -hmm. along with assorted vintage hats. Uh, and uh, we are slated to have even more come in on the morning of the costume sale. So 
our volunteers have made extra price tags so that we can go quickly through all of our new uh, donations and make sure that the public who come through have an opportunity to just pick on through. We even have a free bin, which is, oh, clothes that have seen uh, the test of time. And so uh, anyone who just needs to have that, that extra scrap, that good base for their, for their Halloween costume that they can just spray paint without a care in the world, that is the bin for you. Nice. So, um, so what kind of eccentrics attend a costume sale, I wonder? Are you expecting a lot of like just just cosplayers or are we <laughs> Oh, I hope we get some cosplayers because we actually do have a Game of Thrones set of armor. We have Jamie Lannister's armor. Oh wow. It was yeah, it was hand painted uh by the artist who created it. Uh unfortunately the previous owner is no longer going to conventions, but mm-hmm. it's it's set for maybe a 44, 42-inch chest, mm-hmm. the plate, and then each of the, oh, goodness gracious, the, the chain mail, I'm going to call it that, has mm-hmm. been hand-painted. It's, of course, a light plastic, so you won't die right. of death while you're wearing your <laughs> But it's it's there. It's It's got mm-hmm. his, his, his white... <laughs> his white cape and everything and uh, every time I look at it on its shelf I go oh this has to go to a home that will love it and adore it <laughs> nerds take notice <laughs> please so uh, so are, 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 do you expect many theaters uh, will, will be interested in, in or I guess sending someone over to, to grab some of these costumes for their own collection oh we really hope so it would be wonderful to give more outlets to creativity and to help support the arts in the triangle at large. And if our costume sale is an opportunity to share the love, we're happy to help. Now you you have some experience as an actress. Do you have a favorite costume that you've worn? That I've worn out of this? I have to say, I confess that I have put on every single one of the wedding dresses. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorites is actually a gorgeous uh, vintage uh, lace wedding dress with a very long train. If anyone is uh, friends with Ashley Popia on Facebook, you will have seen the art photographs that she took Mm -hmm. while we uh, were um, having our retreat weekend for the Women's Theater Festival. That is the white wedding dress in the ghost photos. Ooh, spooky. It is beautiful. And because we are not doing any pre-sales whatsoever and you must be present to purchase, I have been restraining myself from buying that dress. (laughs) (laughs) It is only $40. It is such a steal. So it better go to a good home, (laughs) otherwise I shall cry. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, wait, it's a wedding dress. So you can only wear that in one particular day out of your life or, but i'm a halloween buff so i have plans for doing more ghost photographs with that if oh. it does go into my closet wow. so there's there's a real <laughs> risk that you're just gonna buy all, all of these costumes if people don't show up like, yes yes um pretty much everything is 
is wonderful and fascinating. There's there are pieces that Ashley created to be part of her production of Dangerous Liaisons that she mm-hmm. never got to do. So there's a silk dress with a train with seed pearls all over it that is for sale. There's a tapestry dress that Ashley made with her own hands. It also includes an extra bag of trim. There is a wedding dress that is just ruffle upon ruffle of lace, and it's only $20. The lace itself is worth much more than that. Oh, please come to the costume sale. (laughs) Yeah, this is this this sale is it's important that people attend is just to save you from going into crippling debt by buying all these costumes yourself. Uh, I, yes, yes, I concur. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, could you tell me a little bit more about the Women's Theater Festival? Yes, the Women's Theater Festival. We are a group dedicated to creating, producing, and promoting excellent theater by women for everybody. We want to let people know that women playwrights have an excellent voice and a wonderful understanding of human nature, just as strong and solid as that of their male compatriots. And it's always great to hear female voices. As our uh, secretary, uh, Pamela Blizzard, should say, does say, it should be to hear the authentic voices of women. And we are so dedicated to this mm-hmm. that we want to spend hour upon hour going through our different closets and making sure that our costumes are available for a costume sale or that we have a beautiful event set up, such as the karaoke musical, which will be coming at the very beginning of November at the Wicked Witch in downtown Raleigh. We also will want to do lovely comprehensive pieces like Goblin Market. If anyone saw it or has seen pictures of it, mm-hmm. it was beautiful, an absolute magical work of love. I am both thrilled and somewhat saddened that we're going to be parting with the Goblin Masks since they were hand-painted by Ashley herself, but someone is going to have a whole lot of fun with it. <laughs> so as long as someone has fun, that's the most important thing. Cool. Would you be able to uh, send us over some some photos of some of these uh, costumes we can put on the website for people to check out? Oh, sure. Um, I know we've been putting a lot of them up on Facebook during uh, through the Women's Theater Festival costume sale uh, Facebook event page. Ashley has also brought forth a lot of her old photo shoots that include the costumes that are in the sale. And I I have been taking pictures of the goblin masks as I have decided to put them on the upper part of our costume racks as if they are heads on pikes. (laughs) So (laughs) a little bit of humor there when you come out to the costume sale. So speaking of uh, speaking of photo shoots, I understand um, that if you pay a twenty dollars additional, you can get your photo taken with your costume. Yes, yes, we're going to have a changing room set up, and if you are a patron supporter, a member of the Women's Theater Festival, you get to have your makeup done by a makeup artist for free. We have a couple of yeah, we have a couple of murals that you can use as a backdrop. 
One is a series of balloons over some mountains, so it's a big aerial piece. One is a seascape, and one, and this is my favorite, we're going to actually lay it on the ground, is a koi pond. Huh. So you can, you can just have, we're going to have Ashley Popio, mm -hmm. who loves doing art photo shoots, just stand on a ladder and take pictures of people around the koi pond. The painted koi pond. It's not real. I unfortunately, we don't have access to an actual fish pond, but I, it's lovely, Candace. I don't know if you want any of these <laughs> costumes near bodies of water anyway. <laughs> uh, make sure they're it, paid it for does, first. Oh, yes. We definitely want to make sure that they're paid for first. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think um, I, I think this sounds like a great deal. Anyone who has uh, has has worked in theater knows that uh, theaters try to take very good care of their costumes, and uh, that mm -hmm. you know, if if you if you know what you see an actor eating in their costume, that is an actor who is about to get yelled at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I know at Raleigh Little Theater they used to uh, make you do a dance in order to get your costume back if they had found you left it unattended. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they run a tight ship over there at Raleigh Little Theater. Everything's about yes. dancing. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. All right, well, I want to thank you so much for taking out the time to uh, speak with us, and uh, good luck with the cell. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully plenty of people come out. Oh, thank you so very much, James. And thank you for giving us some time to talk about it. We're so proud of what we have to present, and we'd love to have other people come out and enjoy it with us, too. This Saturday, October the 6th, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. <laughs> You're really good at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we can take cash, check, or card. <laughs> okay. I want to thank all of our guests this week and also encourage our listeners to go to our website, nctheaterstories.com, and check out our recent show reviews as well as older episodes. Follow us on Facebook and check us out on iTunes. Thank you. I love you. That got weird. Dim the lights, fade to black. For I'm longing for dear old Broadway, longing for dear old town. As I'm longing to stroll on Broadway Watching the world go round Take me back where the boys are